I'm here on vacation here in Cancun, staying at the Hyatt. Now let's check out outside real quick. Over here, this is like the beach and there's the pool and people are hanging out by the pool. I just think it's just a beautiful property. I think Hyatt is really well known for so many great, beautiful properties. Not to mention the rooms are really great, but it's a little hot out there, so I'm gonna close this. Hyatt's an amazing company. They have a lot of great, awesome hotel brands. I'm gonna tell you the rest here in a moment after I get back from vacation because I need to get back to the pool. Okay, I am back from vacation. Let's talk about where Hyatt started. So there was a man named Hyatt Robert Von Den and him and his business partner, Jack Crouch, started this little motel outside of the Los Angeles airport back in 1954. And that was the original Hyatt Hotel. A couple years later in 1957, there was this entrepreneur named Jay Pritzker and he decided to buy out the hotel. He bought it for $2.2 million and decided to expand the brand himself. Now him and his younger brother decided to expand the hotels and what they saw was there was this big trend at the time toward air travel. People were traveling on planes more than they'd ever had before. And they saw this as an ongoing trend. So what they did was they focused specifically on putting new hotels near airports. And this ended up working out very well for them. They ended up taking the company public actually in 1967. Now the same year that they went public, they made this new hotel in Atlanta, Georgia. And this was a revolutionary one. It's actually still around today, now known as the Hyatt Regency Atlanta. But the thing that made this hotel different was its design. They got this architect to design the hotel um, with a specific atrium called the Portman Atrium. And most hotels at the time, you have to understand, they were just like these little, had these little hallways with just rows of doors. And it was very unappealing, not attractive. But in this hotel, you had this big, expansive, open space, and it just created this sense of wonder, a sense of openness, and sense of awe for the hotel guests. And that became Hyatt's trademark going forward. And so what they were focused on was better design. Now, Jay Pritzker ended up buying back a lot of his own stock, and he bought back so much of the stock that he took the company private again. And then in the 1980s, he decided to expand the company with different types of concepts. For example, they had the Park Hyatt. The Park Hyatt was more of a European style type of concept. Then they had the Grand Hyatt. Grand Hyatt was more of a luxury brand. And then they had Hyatt Resorts. So imagine resorts, people are going on vacation, they're staying at one of these places. So they expanded their brands a little bit around this time in the 1980s. Hey, if you're enjoying this video so far, do me one favor and just tap that like button. Thank you so much. Now in 1981, tragedy struck the company. The company had built this hotel out in Kansas City, Missouri. It was the Hyatt Regency. And within the design of this hotel, there are these two skywalks, these two bridges that people would walk across. And there was a major design flaw with these skywalks. In fact, that they collapsed one day and over a hundred people tragically died in this accident and many, many more were injured. Now this did not affect Hyatt directly because the engineering company and the actual owners of the hotel, they were the ones who were found liable, 
but it still had the Hyatt name on it. So it really tarnished their reputation. But Hyatt eventually bounced back from this. That's just a lesson for us as investors. We have to look for risks to a company's reputation, even if they're indirect risks and not direct risks. Now, by the early 1990s, Hyatt was actually running into some more problems. You see, some of the hotel owners were complaining that the cost of running these luxury hotels was starting to get out of control. And so they weren't really making as much money. So what Hyatt decided to do is just do a big restructuring of the whole company. They ended up laying off a thousand workers, which was a really big deal. And they also retooled a lot of their services to be more efficient. For example, instead of doing in-house valet, they outsourced the valet to another company. Instead of the maid service, the housekeeping service being specifically Hyatt people, they outsourced that also. And they also changed some of their practices. For example, a guest would come in and they wouldn't get their room clean necessarily every day with a turndown service. Now they had to request it if they wanted it. They would still get that service, but it wasn't something Hyatt was going to automatically do. Now from 1990 to 1994, Hyatt actually improved their gross margins by a solid 45%. So the company became a lot more profitable because of all of these changes. And then another major change that Hyatt did was they started franchising their hotels. So now people could become owners and basically have this special agreement with Hyatt to franchise hotels using their name. Franchising ended up becoming really pivotal for Hyatt's business model, and that's actually the model that they use to this day. So the main way that Hyatt makes money now is by selling the rights, essentially, to use their intellectual property to operate hotels all over the world. And they have over 1,100 hotels all over the world right now. In fact, the hotel that I showed you at the very beginning of this video was not a hotel that was operated by Hyatt. It's got the Hyatt name all over it, but it's actually operated by a company called Playa Resorts, which is actually another publicly traded company. So you can see how these things are linked up in a way that's not obvious necessarily to the consumer. A third of the hotels are the Hyatt Regency brand, about 20% are Hyatt Place, and then the remainder are a bunch of other different brands that they operate. But they've got about a dozen or so brands that they use. The way they make money is basically they have this tiered system for fees. The first tier is this base fee that they get from the gross revenue of the hotel. So the hotel will book a guest, they'll get some money from the guests, and then a certain cut of that is what actually will go to Hyatt, the parent corporation. The second tier of fees is based on the gross profit. So based on the actual profitability of that hotel. So if a hotel isn't making a lot of profits, maybe they'll pay the base fee, but they won't pay a lot of money in fees to Hyatt for that variable charge. So it really depends on how well the hotel is actually doing as far as how much they're going to pay Hyatt. Now, from a financial perspective, Hyatt is not quite where it was pre-pandemic, but they're working on it. 2021 showed much improved numbers over 2020. And if you look longer term, their revenue has been steadily growing. So this is a business that is still in a growth phase. Um, it's just not necessarily growing super fast. Now, their net income for 2021 was actually negative. But if we look at the pre-tax income, it was positive. So after paying taxes, they didn't have any money left. <laughs> but 
The good thing is if we look at the cash flow statement for this business, their cash flow in 2021 was quite positive. They made over $300 million in operating cash flow in 2021. So this tells me as an investor that, okay, this is a business that truly has recovered from the pandemic. They're actually making money again. Looking at the balance sheet, they've got some money on the table. They've got some cash around a billion dollars or so. And then they do have a decent amount of debt, but nothing too crazy here. There's nothing here that is sending off alarm bells for me as an investor. So the balance sheet looks okay. One thing I want to applaud is that it seems like management was doing the right things for their capital allocation during the pandemic. For example, I can see looking at the cash flow statement over the past couple of years that they slashed their dividend, they slashed their share buybacks, and they were more focused now on paying off their debt because they did take out a decent amount of debt, I think as a form of a safety net during the pandemic because like they just wanted to survive because even if no one stays at a hotel you've still got lots and lots of operating costs just to keep the lights on so this is the kind of capital intensive business that needs money to survive whether or not you're bringing in revenue the stock is trading in the high 70s right now so around 77 80 dollars per share or so and i think this is actually a decent price if we look at the normalized earnings power of this business of course, from a price earnings ratio perspective right now, it's going to look super expensive because it's not reporting profits right now. But from a cash flow perspective, it is cash flow positive. And if we look at the earnings per share from a couple of years ago, let's say 2019, earnings per share was up there around $7 per share. So this is a business that is trading at around 11 times its normalized earnings power. Remember, as investors, we want to think about the future. Don't just focus too much on the stats for today or just this past year. So from that perspective, I think that Hyatt could be a good buy.